Hello guys and welcome back to another podcast with me, Jamie. And me, Tom. And today we are going over um, Imperial Guardsmen on Tabletop Talks. Um, so this is going to be primarily around Tom, with Tom obviously being an Imperial Guards player himself. Obviously, yeah, yes, we're calling them Imperial Guard today. We will not be calling them Astro Militarum. Um, can we agree on that, Tom? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, you know, we, we started playing in sticks. Yeah, and, uh, that's when they were called guardsmen, and I mean they're still referred to as guardsmen. And the only reason why that changed uh, was because of Games Workshop trying to get a bit more out of their copyright laws. Hmm. Um. So yes, we're going to obviously start off with um. But oh yeah, sorry. So yes, so today we're going to be starting off with something new. I nearly forgot about this. Um, we're going to be reading from what Tom has in his hand right now, the Imperial Guard Handbook. Um, yeah. So we're going to make this a weekly thing. <laughs> At the start so of every good. episode, no matter what um, army that we're doing, just because there's so much content in here that is absolutely hilarious, and it's great to see what guardsmen feel, well, what guardsmen are telling their troops about other armies. <laughs> it's <laughs> we we had a little read of it um, in our own time, and <laughs> there's there's so much good stuff in it. It's so it brings. It brings. It makes you feel like you're a guardsman when you read it. Like what they must be feeling when they read it, and yeah, you can so... see how they're like. You can feel how they're trained. Like you must read this. Like religiously read this book and get used to it of how it is because it's just uh, some of the stuff in there is so funny. Yeah. So I mean, to start off, you know, on the front cover, um, <laughs> it says it's a imperial manual, and uh, it's an uplifting primer. But then on the back. <laughs> There is a very, very stingent warning that says this document must not fall into enemy hands. Failure to ensure this document safekeeping carries the penalty of death. Failure to produce this document to a superior officer at any time upon request carries the penalty of death. So basically, this is this is your bible of being being in the guard regiment. Yeah. So every guardsman will have this book on them, <laughs> which which is really funny because it's just like if you do not pick this up, you will die. If you leave a man behind, you will die. But if you pick up his gear, we won't we won't kill you if you pick up his gear. If you bring his gear back, it's fine. Yeah, but if you so, just bring him back, you you will die. It's like so one of the uh, one of the stupid. Well, quite funny punishment and rules in the manual is running out of ammunition during a combat situation. Any soldier who finds himself unable to prosecute the foe with ballistic, laser, and plasma weapons will, upon return to base, be incarcerated and for no less than 60 days. He shall then be found guilty of failing to maintain adequate supplies of ammunition, the above. For failing to maintain adequate adequate supplies of ammunition. Each soldier shall carry about his person or have stored in his billet enough ammunition to fire not less than 500 shots from his primary lasgun. Failure to maintain this level of firepower will result in flogging no less than 30 lashes. <laughs> so if Such you're running about punishment. <laughs> shooting, I don't know, orcs who are just running at you, and you run out of ammo, not only do you po possibly face the potential of death, but, you know, when you get back, they're like, no, you didn't do very well. Get, get in, get in <laughs> you run game. out of ammo. That's not that's against your training to run out of ammo. <laughs> You've been given 500 rounds and you're against, like, a horde of a massive wag of orcs. 
There must have been so much flogging after Gazgol's walk. <laughs> must have been so many guardsmen that were flogged when they got home. As they got oh, home, they've survived. All of their friends have died and been gorily ripped apart. <laughs> I mean, I, I find it quite funny that you only get 500 jup. <laughs> no, no, this... <laughs> It's like what? What are you? What are you doing? Just hiding. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, oh, we'll, we'll get into it in um, every episode. But I mean, you know, there's, it there's gets reason... funnier as you go along. Yeah, it gets so, I mean, so it, good. it does. It does show how tough the guard guardsmen are on their troops, um, because you know, there's another section that says if you don't have your weapon on you at all times, you'll also be flogged. Um, so you know, there's yeah. Um... <laughs> Oh no! Oh, yeah, hate, so, honestly, I'd hate to be a guardsman. Just yeah, screw that. It's uh, it's quite a hard life, but you know, I mean, we'll get into it a bit more when we talk about you know what weapons the guards have. But the las guns they have, they don't actually have the technology to recreate them. So each las gun. That's why. That's pack. why you have to. That's why that they say if in in the book, if you if you don't collect your a friendly's items when he's died. Lasgun and pack. You you will be shot. <laughs> you will um, be shot or executed <laughs> when we get back home. It's like yeah. so awful. It's because, so awful. You know, and I mean, there's there's even like accounts of people being handed a lasgun and it's still got the blood of the last guy who had it. <laughs> and uh, you know, there's just it's very much like ah, here's a weapon. Now go out there, but but make sure you have enough. Um, firepower, but if you don't, <laughs> just don't run out. Just don't run out. But Save if you it. do run out, you'll be punished. Oh, God. Jesus. Oh, yeah. honestly, one of the worst things. I, I don't want to be anything in the Warhammer 40k universe, if I'm purely honest. I'm okay <laughs> playing the game, but oh, unless you're a named character, but even then, like, named characters have been killed. It's yeah. like, you're not, you're not safe in, in the 40k universe, which is how it's meant to be, really, but yeah. it is just terrifying being a, just a normal guardsman where your life is literally worthless. Like, literally, yeah. your life is meaningless, and they remind yeah, and you I mean, of that every single day. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we, also get in, like, into, like, how you get into the guard, um, and how how many you know, life, guardsmen there are is on Cadia, but I should probably say was on Cadia because yeah, as of the ninth edition, Cadia uh, has been destroyed. Yes, thanks to my army. Um, good old Abaddon. <laughs> oh no, yeah, it took us thirteen attempts, but um, <laughs> it really, really shouldn't have taken us thirteen bloody attempts to take Cadia down, but it has, annoyingly enough. But yeah, so um, Cadia was a it was a fortress world, I believe, and is now a death world and demon world. Um, after it got sucked into uh, the warp, after it was um, basically broken in half with about a population of three million or still on it and oh well, there was many, a, there was a population of 850 million how, <laughs> many, should, did, how many did we manage to survive and not oh, give it, over to yeah. chaos so there was a there was a population of 850 million on cadia pre um the black 13th black crusade and then after the 13th black crusade there was three million survivors that is ridiculous. Can I just say that's that's so ridiculous. Now that is including not just Imperial Guardsmen, that is obviously the chapters that were there of Space Marine keeping the Eye of Terror from having traitors come through. So and the Eye of the Terror 
before we get on to Kadia and everything. The Eye of Terror is probably the it's the where Chaos sort of have their sanctuary. It's where the the heretics basically ran to after they were defeated by after Horus was defeated and they were basically pushed off Terror. They all retreated yeah. back into the Eye of Terror and they've kind of start, stayed there. And then the, the Crusades were basically their way of getting out of the Eye of Terror. So that's why it's probably that's why it's taken thirteen because there was so much resistance of human and space marine and all of that well, pushing well, them yeah, back they're, in. There should have been, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, it's the main their their main foe really in the forty k universe is chaos. Like chaos is so horrible to try and control um, when it comes to overall firepower because chaos isn't just you know heretic marines and heretic astartes and stuff. It is literally like. If your if a guardsman gets a bit too insane, he will just explode into a demon next to you. Like that is what can happen, and um, it's yeah, like possession and stuff. Obviously, can happen um, because chaos thrives off the feeling of of humans and well, mortals. Really, let's be purely honest, it is most things because obviously the old are birthed Lanesh into existence. So it's not just humanity that are birthed things like corn and Nurgle into existence. It is just the overall thoughts of everything in real space is pushed into the warp, which is basically an alternate dimension. I don't really know how to explain it. As the, yeah, or explain I mean, it to someone who's new, which is who we were targeting at. Hmm. Think of it as an alternate dimension, which is like, it's sort of all, well, it's now all tentacly and all lightning. And it sort it, of link, links everything together, doesn't it, really? Yeah, it's sort of our idea of hell, but not hell. It's a yeah. bit weird to explain, but it's where all the chaos, it's where all the gods, the chaos gods basically live in, it's sort of thing. Crib. Yeah, it's their crib. <laughs> it's their <laughs> it's their cockpit. You, you don't you don't you don't want to rock up on the warp. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, so that's how the obviously humanity travel. They travel through the warp through very dangerous sort of tunnels. I would say that psychers kind of navigate themselves through, which is what. It, it's yeah, it's what it means by if something goes into the warp, it's normally a ship going through the warp to get to somewhere else in space quicker. Um, but no, we'll get back onto Kadia now because we're going off topic. We will do an episode on the warp as a whole because that is a really, really interesting thing to talk about as a whole on a podcast. But um, no, so Kadia was destroyed by Abaddon. It was the biggest assault um, from the heretics that has happened. And this was mainly the Black Legion, I believe. But I'm assuming that they would have put other guys in there, like Iron Warriors and all of that good stuff. We do love to see a good bit of Iron Warriors tearing <laughs> down stuff, as they are literally the siege masters. Um, but yeah, it was the biggest assaults. So that was including demons and you know all the heretic forces and everything like that. Um, so they've obviously just they obviously just came out of the Eye of Terror, smashed Kadia to bits. Kadia was sucked into the warp. A lot of people died. <laughs> There's a lot of death. <laughs> I can't believe the numbers. We read this yesterday. The numbers, 850 million. I'm not going to get this out of my head. That is so mad. I mean, not only have you got all of the guardsmen that are protecting Cadia, but you've also got everyone who lives in under the Imperium. So your standard, you know, standard civ civvy people. Yeah, obviously there would have been civilians there obviously working. Um, I don't think there was hive cities on Cadia, if I believe, but there would have obviously been workers yeah. there, like normal civilians working on Cadia. So they must have got absolutely torn apart. They must have been so surprised when it was just like, yep, Abaddon's here. 
Oh, um, no, a demon in my yeah, window. They had the control of a Blackstone Fortress when this all happened. Yeah. And I believe that they rammed the Blackstone Fortress into a planet. <laughs> a bit of a waste of a Blackstone Fortress, Abaddon. Um, I mean, it got the job done. It did, yeah. Um, it really did. Um, I've just, wow. I just, I can't believe it. It's just such a mad storyline. Um, it is brilliant. Such a brilliant story. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in the 40k universe, you've got, obviously, Space Marines and Imperial Guardsmen who all fight for the Emperor under what is known as the Imperium. Um, these are, obviously, the sort of good guys. Um, but, I mean, if you were um, a civilian living under the Imperium, you would be more likely to see a guardsman than you would a space marine. Um, space marines are very few in the 40k universe. Um, and the, the guardsmen are basically what you would account for as our military today in whatever um, country you're in. Um, because they basically just protect Cadia, which is basically Earth. Um, and I mean, they've also got the planetary defense force, which is what the Cadians first join up to, um, you have to have four years minimum planetary defense force. And then if you're any good or you're not dead, um, you can then join the Cadian uh, regiment. Um, I mean, there's also, so regiment wise, there's the Cadians, which you see mainly on tabletop at the moment. Yeah, um, they're very, very big. Very, very big on tabletop at the moment. The Katachan, which don't live on Cadia, they live um they live, on a, they live on a planet called I thought I thought they lived on a planet called Catachan, didn't they? I I think they do. I'm not very good with the law surrounding Catachan because I I oh, not I've never really Catachan is sort of all Rambo. They are yeah. Rambo soldiers. I, they are like, I like fearless I like, Imperial Guardsmen. Yeah, I like the characters you can get within there, like Spy Marbo. Um he's great because you can what just slap character. him with a Cadian regiment and you know he sort of pops up on tabletop and like fucking knees of yeah so yeah Katachan is a death world um we'll talk about a little bit about Katachan's because they are beautiful they're such such yeah. good stories such a good model such a good army to play and um I, in, in ninth edition especially they're very very tough um, oh so yeah yeah are, yeah if definitely. you are starting a um imperial guard 40k army in ninth i would um tend to lean towards the Katachan yeah just bought a um they've just bought out a new sergeant model that I think is made for all Imperial Guard regiments, but he looks a lot like a Katachan sort of soldier, more more or less. Because obviously he has his arms out and he doesn't have like the long sort of he doesn't have like the sleeve sort of Cadian look. He has yeah. instead of having like cloth over his under his armor, he has just his bare skin out, which is weird for an Imperial Guardsman to, which is weird for something as small as an Imperial Guardsman in the 40k universe. Who's but these guys just don't about? care. Have you not seen the new sergeant model? No, no. Oh my god, mate, it's beautiful. You should you should get this. You should really, really get on this. It's such such a good model. Um, if you look it up, I think it's a sergeant. He might be a general. I'm not sure. He definitely came out. He came out a good while ago. What's he called? Um, I'll have a look for you now. Um, Katachang Colonel model. There you go. He's a colonel. I got it completely wrong. Not a sergeant. Thinking of the uh, the sergeants that came out for uh, Space Marines ages and ages ago. Um, 
but um yeah so the katachan are they live on a death world that is a jungle and it is full of just bugs and horrible e- stuff everything it's like, e- every, it's like if australia was on crack yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. that's such a good way of putting it's it like if i'm you, so if glad you put it like that everything in australia that can kill you and make it 15 times bigger yeah in a rainforest yeah it's um, just such know, a harsh environment to be brought up on um uh, which is why the cat uh, the catachans are so tough oh yeah massively um, and they've they've got a lot of different tactics to the Cadians. Um, oh, I, I mean, love seeing battle reports with these guys against Tyranids because it fits in so well. It feels like they're genuinely made to fight Tyranids, and it's brilliant. I do love it so <laughs> so much. Just watching a Catachan soldier punch a Carnifex in the face and then get eaten is just the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. Just, I don't care. Bang doesn't move. Screamer killer screams in his face and just rips his head off, and he just doesn't care. It's so so good. Such a such a funny little image. Um, yeah. So the Cadian and Catachan is what you'll mainly find sold by Games Workshop. Yeah, um, they're the, they're the Games Workshop sort of ones. Then you move yeah, into more. So from Forge World, they've brought out the Death Corps of Krieg. <gasps> now they were brought up on My Krieg, favorite. which I would love to do an army of, but I'm not very good with the resin model. Yeah, um, resin is the problem with the. With the uh, the Krieg models yeah. at the moment. Now, if you're if you're more of an experienced 40k player, um, then definitely you know go ahead. Oh yeah, if you're gonna world. collect, if you're gonna if you want an army that is based around sitting at the back and shooting, like in, not infantry, or no, not auxiliary. What am I thinking of? Um, what's the word? Lord. Tom, what's the word? Artillery. They um, are yes. fo- they love they love their like artillery sort of thing, like sitting back shooting artillery and just pummeling the enemy into just nothing. Yeah, I mean, dust. you know, if they you do wanted if you wanted a more GW um version of artillery, you can go with the tank commanders and commander path and basically get a whole Lehman Rust squadron. But the nice things about the uh, Death Corps Krieg is I mean a, a bit of lore behind they're all brought up on Krieg. And Krieg is a very nuclear waste planet. Um, so they all live underground. They all wear gas um, masks as well. Yeah, Their sort they of all, style they, is they just wearing wear, gas masks. Yeah, it's like... Um, very, they look very World War Two German. Yeah, yeah, very World War Two German with gas masks. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, some of the artillery that they bring to the table... Um, I mean, they've got... The some of the, uh, the Forge World. If you read yeah. the Forge World book with... Um, all the rules in for some of their artillery units. They are, God, some of them are ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they've got a big drill, and I think basically what the tabletop sort of version of it is, is you can tunnel under um, the enemy and sort of pop up behind them. Um, And they actually have a drill team as well. They do have a lot of really good heavy weapons as well, so you've got your standard mortars and las cannons and stuff, but the the models of them just look very sort of... uh, and anti antiquity. Um, yeah, they are know, very like they are very World War Two based in like um yeah. they are very World War Two based. Uh, I keep forgetting the word. What's the word? Um, oh, I can't think of the word, Tom. I keep I keep losing <laughs> it. I've just said it. I've just said the word. I'm gonna have to write it down somewhere because I keep forgetting it. What is it? I've just said it. 
The things that you um, put at the back behind all the oh, artillery. Artillery, that's the word. There you go. Oh my god. I've just I've literally just said the word. <laughs> that's angered um, me so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean another thing that you can get on Forge World that you only really see in the GW models as the Valkyrie um are the Imperial Navy. Now the Imperial Navy are almost like what we have in the UK, the RAF, which is Royal Air Force, um, of the Imperial Guard. So they that's where you get all your flyers. Um, and I mean, you know, you can have things that drop sentinels. Um, for any of you who don't know, sentinels are walkers. Um, they're very fast and uh, almost like scouts. Not very used, any. Not really used. No, anymore. I don't I mean, see sentinels table... very often. No, I mean, on tabletop in nine, thought of no point because their armor is very, very bad. And I mean, points cost. You know, you might as well be taking Lehman Russery, might you? Well, yeah. Points or if you know, you're looking for that low point cost, just throw some bullgrins at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they have three wounds, don't they? The uh, sentinels. Yeah, it's three yeah. wounds, isn't it? So that's not brilliant for a walker. I get that they're no, like, no. I get that they're scout vehicles, which is fair enough. But still, three wounds is a pretty, not very nice. Yeah, to be so walking around within forty k at the moment. Not only, not only have you got the Cadian and Catchan Deathbolts Creek, you've also got some very smaller sort of regiments. So there's the Vestroian Guard, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, these guys look very much like what I would imagine a 40k version of the Queen Guard would be. They have very fluffy hats, um, nice red and gold outfit. Um, and again, they sort of have the same traits as the Death Court, where they um, they have sort of very antiquity-style guns. Um, I mean, you've also got the Valhallen Ice Warriors. Um, they are obviously from a planet full of ice, um, and they're sort of wrapped up warm. Um, you can get these models from Games Workshop, but they only come in metal. Um, the others oh. that you can get are the Steel Legion. Um, they're sort of like a cross between your Cadian and your um, Death Corps of Krieg. They still sort of wear the gas mask. Um, and I mean, there are a couple of others, but the main ones that you see on the tabletop are the Cadian and Catachan. Yeah. You've been seeing a lot more of the um, of the other ones recently, to be fair. What, Death Corps? Yeah. I've seen what was the battle report I watched a couple of weeks ago? There was one with um the uh the ones that you've just been on about the one the red coat ones. Oh yeah, the best drawing. I mean, yeah, they've, they've I've watched a couple of battle reports with them coming up. The Krieg ones have been coming up with their um with their cavalry with the fast moving cavalry sort of yeah, stuff that they you've have. Yeah, you've got the um you've got the. Oh, oh God! Don't even go into it. I don't know what they're called. The death, I know they're just they're riders, like cavalry. Um, oh yes, basically, yeah. Basically, what they have is they have a sort of spike on a, a stick, spiky stick, a spiky, uh, stick. They, a spiky stick that they um, attach explosives to. Um, and I mean, you know, they would be awesome on the tabletop, especially for that sort of army. Hmm. Oh, but just yeah. uh, all the guards on regiments are good. There is, yeah. I think some of them have some of them are getting their their like warlord traits are a bit useless at the moment. Yeah, I mean, personally, I play Cadian um, because, you know, the model GW, you sort of know what you're getting in for. Uh, and, I mean, another thing going on to Cadian and GW models, um, as we've been talking about in prior episodes, the Cadians may see a model change. Um, we may see a new infantry 
squad, more sort of veteran um, guardsmen, which would be nice to have a bit of um, difference between what is a veteran squad and what is standard. Hmm. Just been sent here from Cadia um, to squad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of regiments in guard, just like there's a lot of regiments in space. Um, you know, and it's just a really good army if you want to either run at things and sort of take your chances, or you know, sit at the back, fire some limb rust, see what happens. See, I love the uh, the guys with the hot shot last guns. Those guys are really yeah. Good. So that that's another thing with the guard is um, now these guys are called the Militarum Tempest. Um, so they true. are what is basically the sort of special forces of the guard. Um, they are the guardsmen that have not only survived four years in the planetary defense force and then survived, I think it's 10 years as a guard um, going up through the rank. You know, if you can do all of that, um, you get to be sort of selected for and Tempest. Um, and these guys are equipped with hotshot lasguns do very well on tabletop. They're the a bit better than a normal lasgun. Yeah, They're like yeah. Slightly better. The models for them look absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, if you want to check my version out of them, Cadian uh, um, Undead 40k, I've slapped a load of skull heads on them, and uh, they they just look really really cool. They do um, look really cool. Your ideas with these ones have gone really well. My yeah. only problem with the Tempestus is that they don't come in boxes of ten, and they only come in boxes of five. Yeah, they only come in boxes of five because it's a bit like the Bulgrim rules and the Ogrim rules, where um, you have a minimum of five in a squad, uh, but then each additional one you slap in, I think it's about seven points or something like that. How much are they a box? Uh, about £35. Pounds. Jesus, for five? Yeah, they're, they're quite expensive. Um, to but, be fair, I you mean, get up, to be fair, one yeah, model Abaddon is compared to the so. Compared to the detail of the Cadian, I do feel a lot more vested when I pay yeah. for Zion's. They're also a really and good I mean, auxiliary unit to shove in yeah, with guards. Yeah. They are really, really strong. Yeah, so what you can do is um, and what the guardsmen really have is they have what is known as the Militarum Auxilla, and this is full of all of your sort of weird guards. Don't think that Scion Tempesters stuff fit into this um but i mean we'll get onto that in a bit but you know the militarum auxilla um is where your ogren ogren stuff come into which we'll get into a bit more law um mm. but yeah i mean the other the other army that you can sort of team up with your cadian um are the adeptus mechanical now these guys make all of the weapons for the guards. Um, and basically what it was, is they thought the Cadians went to Mars, found the um, Adeptus Mechanicum, and were like, oh, you know, if if we sort of make weapons for you, um, can you protect us? You know, we don't really want to fight you off, because you'll probably kill us. Um, but what the Adeptus Mechanicum are is, 
an army that purely prides itself on chemical. So, yeah, they they are the only sort of Xenos-ish race. So they are they are humans that have decided to praise something called the machine spirit. Yeah, and they basically believe that machines are the way forward. And they are literally the only race that are allowed to invent, really, in humanity in the 41st millennium. Um, Then they are the only people that are really allowed to really experiment with stuff like that. As long as it's not AI-based, the humans are kind of okay with it, since obviously the um, dark age of technology and everything like that. Yeah, but the men of of iron. Yeah, it's like the more upgrade you get, the more thought after you are. Yeah, but basically the emperor kind of made a sort of peace treaty with them yeah sort of saying look you guys can build all that stuff as long as it's not ai sort of based there's very limited amounts of ai still in the 40k universe so like some titans still have a sort of ai in them but Mm. it's not so much of an ai as it was back when the men of iron sort of well tried to destroy humanity really let's be (laughs) purely honest they can they nearly fucking killed us um but um yeah so it's it's uh it's a bit hard with the Mechanicum because they are they are humans at the end of the day, but they praise a different god, which the the Emperor didn't agree with religion. No. Which, seeing how humanity is right this second, I think he would destroy everything and restart if he came <laughs> back. But let's not get into that because Jamie will have a massive rant about humanity in the 41st millennium. Um, being a Chaos worshipper and all. <laughs> Humanity's actually why, the bad why, guys. It's why humanity. Don't you, why don't you like my chaos lord? Why don't you like my chaos lord? No, it's um, fine. You can take him on a walk. <laughs> I do love the Mechanicus. They are really, really cool. But um, I like the fact that they are literally just like, we don't need arms or legs or eyes. We just need machines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. I'm going to replace did. my eye with a, this light bulb. It makes me feel good. <laughs> it's so funny. It, I love it. It means I am at one with the machine gun. I am one with the machine gun now that I have an eye bulb for an eye. It's so, so funny. I just love it. I love the fact but that yeah, I've like, got a hunk of metal and go, I want that for an arm. Yeah, so I mean, we'll do a dedicated episode on them. Um, I have well a dishwasher three. for a stomach. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> Look at my new weapon attachment. It's a blender. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't that didn't sound like a blender, JD. <laughs> Look, Mom, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's the new invention. <laughs> oh no, there's no pleasure in humanity anymore. <laughs> Say that again. So yeah, I mean, uh, you're you're st- so. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone so off topic now about the Mechanicus. Oh no. Oh yeah, so... that was it. So the Adeptus Mechanicum and the Militarum Tempestus and the Catachan um, and all of these sort of subdivisions of the Imperial Guardsmen we will definitely do dedicated episodes on. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. Uh, I mean, we can even do a dedicated episode on Cadia, but this sort of gives you a well-rounded history of the Imperial Guardsmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've just so done. We've just done basically what happened to Cadia. With that's yeah. that's very recent law. That is very, very recent. That's only happened in the last year. So yeah, so that is very much recent in the forty-first millennium, anyway. Yeah. So your standard guardsman not only does he have to go through the planetary defense force, he also has to become guardsman. Um, and you don't really get much training. You sort of take what you know from the planetary defense force and get dropped on some xenos world somewhere 
um, with like a orc running at you and you're sort of expected to know what to do. Um, and all of the guardsmen... To like roll a one. Yeah. <laughs> all of the guardsmen... Oh, no, it's more, roll more than... If, one's, one's good for morale, isn't it? I thought it was... It's higher than morale, isn't it? So if, if I roll a six, I'm running away. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have to, to get lower than your leadership. <laughs> Um, God, we haven't played. We haven't played 40k in so long. Yeah, oh, we're I gonna mean... have to remember all the rules. <laughs> oh. So, all of your guardsmen are sort of controlled on the battlefield by commissars. <laughs> oh yes, please. Now, commissars are absolutely hilarious. Um, I it's mean, just there's a section, there's a section no. in the book that I will try and find. I mean, Jamie, if you want to just sort of give people an overview of what commissars <laughs> do. So let's let's give them an image. Okay, let's give them an image. So say you are an imperial guardsman on going. You're going. You're going into war, and you're in a trench, which is normally where an imperial guardsman would be found, in a trench, and um, you're just chilling. You're shooting the enemy as you should be, and an orc jumps over the wall, chops your friend up next to you. Not a nice scene. Now he's taken your entire squad basically up, and they're all dead. Um, you turn to flee, and you're suddenly shot. Probably not by the orc. It came from in front of you, where you're running back to your friendly line. This, it's probably come from a guy in a cloak with a sword and a pistol, who's probably been yelling at you. He says he was warning you. He probably wasn't warning you. Um, yes, this is what the commissars do. They basically will... They're there to inspire the troops not to run away. And by inspire, we mean their job is to sit there and say, if you run, if you drop your gun, if you try to kill yourself, if you do anything that isn't attacking the enemy, I am going to shoot you in the head or stab you with my sword. It's normally shooting, though. They can't really be bothered to walk over to you and stab you. It's not really in their nature to be bothered to do things. Um... But yeah, they're not nice. They it just but the commissar is the purest example of how much the Imperium doesn't care about you as a person. They don't care, really. It's not that they don't care, really, because they do sort of. They don't. They don't care. I'm trying to go I'm trying to make excuses for humanity here, Tom. It's not working. Um, <laughs> it's really not working. Um, yeah, it just the, the commissar is the like I've just said. It's the purest. It's the pure, purest unit in the game that shows humanity for its true colours in the fact that it, it if you die, it, you will not be remembered. You will not be cared about. It doesn't... But they don't really care about their troops as much. They will throw two million guardsmen at, a, at an enemy line and be like, maybe we should start changing our strategy slightly now by charging four million troops at the line rather than two million. Let's see what and, happens. <laughs> and they'll basically say, yeah, let's see what happens. And we'll take a couple of commissars with them. They won't run away because it's either they get shot in the head or they try and survive. Or they, or they run out of ammo. Or they run out of ammo back. and are shot by the commissar <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> you dropped your grenade. <laughs> I, I just I love the commissars so much. They're so good. But the, what I love about the commissars is if you were an enemy, like, for instance... Let's use an let's use an example. Orcs aren't really a good example because they they also kill each other. Um, what's quite an innocent phrase like the tower? Yeah, tower yeah. a good one. 
I was I was thinking I was thinking about the tower and I was like, you don't really see the tower up close because they've hit you before you've seen them. But, but fish people. If you were to get involved in close combat with a tower or near the tower, in, in eye vision of the tower, and the tower are quite respectful of their own. If you die, they care about their people, sort of, in ways. Um like if they lost a, a couple million troops, they would care like a lot. They'd be like, "Oh my god, we've lost like this many troops. That's insane." As the Imperium kind of just don't. If you're seeing the enemy shooting each other, well, not shooting each other. If you're seeing the enemy leader shoot his own troops, there is going to be a thought in the back of your mind saying, "There is this is pointless." Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. is, it's going to have some sort of psychological effect on the enemy troops. Like thinking, oh my god, these guys are like these. He's shooting his own troops to keep them inside that trench, like, and there's millions of them. Like, there's loads of these guys, and if they don't care about who they're shooting, they're clearly able to send more and not care about it if they're shooting their own troops. Like, you, a commissar could in a battle could probably kill about a good 50, 60 men in a battle from running well, away I mean, or running yeah. out of ammo. It depends where, where you are. In a, or loss in a... of limbs. <laughs> you lost your leg. <laughs> I'll shoot the medic as well for not helping you. Yeah, I mean, I think in, in the next episode, um, we will go into, well, when we do the handbook thought, we'll go into how the um, book sort of states how you should sort of address battlefield wounds. Oh, that's such a good um, one. And the likelihood of things happening. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, getting onto the Militarum Auxilla, this is where all of the sort of weird guard units are held. Um, and what this is, is the... So, humanity has basically... Ah, shit, words. Yeah, so humanity has taken over a lot of different planets, and depending on what planet you are, as we've seen by the Cadian and Katachan, um, it can decide what your sort of traits are. So the I don't know much lore, but I do know that the um, rattling snipers that you can get in the Codex, they're basically war. Um <laughs> That's, that, that's as far as my law tiny people is, is concerned. Um, we'll, give this guy, other... we'll give this tiny person a sniper. <laughs> and the other, well, I mean, you know, that not only are you giving a tiny person a sniper, but they're very, very good with snipers. Um, there's also two characters that I've completely forgotten names of. Give them um, a musket. Give them a musket with a scope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to do that. Let's do that whole reload thing where they put the gunpowder in and then put the bullet in and then shoot it down the shoot yeah, yeah. The stabby thing in the barrel of the gun just to reload in the middle of this firefight where there's like people shooting lasers at you and you're shooting these little musket balls. But I mean, these these rattlings you can um you can use the two characters. I've completely forgotten what their names are. But um, what they can do on tabletop is one of them is a spotter and the other is the shooter. And you can set them up prior to um, your normal deployment. Um, and you can set them anywhere in the board. Um, and as long as this... As long one, as it's nine inches away from an enemy unit. Yeah. Um, I imagine that's what the rule would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically this little rattling, as long as it can see a... I think it's characters. It might be excluded from characters. 
but you know, I'm very rusty on the floor. No, snipers would be Batman snipers would be rules. they can target characters because yeah, most people, um, no, most but, things with the sniper thing would be able to take characters out. Yeah, but basically, as long as this little spotter dude can see whoever you want to shoot at, it doesn't matter where the sniper dude is. Um, you can you can pretty much get a shot anywhere. And I mean, you know, for people who are playing sort of with not a lot of artillery, sort of need that. It's good for character control. If you've got yeah, a yeah. you've got an enemy unit like Chaos take Chaos Army normally take a lot of characters. I have five characters in my army. And that's not including some of them that I do take sometimes and sometimes not. But in my main one I take five. That's five characters I'm gonna have to hide away from that one character that one person. If you get the the if you get the spot right for that character, it's gonna be such uh, if you get if you get the right spot for that sniper it's going to cause such an issue. I remember going against a um, Space Marine army, which is Max Tom, and um, yeah. he has the Eliminators. And you have to. I had to hide my characters for the whole of the first and second turn just so I could take his snipers out first. It's so annoying. And even they have, even those Eliminators have a special shot that they don't need line of sight. So even when yeah. I'm hiding my characters away, if they're within range, they can still get shot at. And it's like, ah, yeah, peel so off. Yeah. The other unit you can go with um, that are a part of the Militarum Auxilla is the Ogrens and Bulgrin. Oh. For those, those who play Fantasy, or what is now Age of Sigma, um, they are basically ogres with giant bolts. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I personally There's no better play... way of explaining them than that, yeah. is that really? No, I mean, I personally play with the Bulgrins uh, because you've got the grenade gauntlet and the slab shield. Um, oh, the slab like shield! So they give them the two plus. They give them a um. Is it a four plus invert? Um, they go down to. I a, think so. A two I plus save on them or something. Yeah, stupid. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you look on again, which is hard as nails, by the way, if anyone's asking what a um, yeah. if that's good or not. Yeah, two plus save and a four plus invert is strong in the um in ninth edition. Really, really good. Yeah. So plugging plugging myself again here. If you look on there. Uh, Cadian undead 40k. My, you'll see what a, you'll see what a bulgrin is. <laughs> my my bulgrins are um I've sort of done them in a way where it looks like the flesh is rotting because you know you can't really have a bone um skeletal sort of bulgrin. It would be amazing if you could and I did try uh, looking You could have you, like you could the, use some of the um oh, it'd be hard to get your hands on them though, like the um some of the count not count some of yeah, the Yeah yeah the, the skeletal dudes yeah, yeah the problem is is they're not very true size to what cadian is um, yeah they're so, a bit so weird, I, thought aren't they? them, I thought of doing them for troops but they're a bit taller yeah, not, yeah. not quite as big as a ball ring. yeah um, but yeah i mean so as far as tabletop gaming goes um the good buff that the guardsmen have now if you if you feel like you're playing an army um and you you don't really like what you can do with it now personally i've never ever played any other army apart from necron um but i don't really remember their rules but with the um imperial guardsmen they're very good at getting a lot of people on the board and shooting a lot so because you'll have a commissar or their main their main control phase is the um is the shooting phase they're like where they thrive is the shooting phase yeah, so with your commissar or your command company commander or whatever HQ you've got, you can usually give um, orders. Now, some units such as Creed can give more orders, um, and tank if commanders. you take yeah, yeah take, tank commanders can specific 
basically take tank orders. But as far as individual guardsmen unit goes, now this is, I don't think you can use orders on the, oh, I forget, um, the guys that are like, you can get like 20, 30 man squads. And I completely forgot what they're called. But they're oh, um, a... we were talking about them a couple of weeks ago, yeah, weren't we? Yeah. you were thinking of taking them in your new list. Yeah. So you so went against got... it, didn't you? Yeah, those guys are basically, um, they are equipped with a LAS gun and that's it, pretty much. You you can't upgrade any special weapons or anything. And then when you jump up to an Imperial Guard, sort of normal guardsman, uh, I think they're called a troop, troop squad. Uh, shit, so bad at remembering things. They're called an infantry squad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, what you can do with them is you can take one heavy weapon, whether that's a grenade launcher, flamer, sniper, or sacrificing two guardsmen to They're so give adaptable. You, They're so, yeah, so give, adaptable. give you a proper, proper heavy weapon. So you can have a squad of eight guys, um, seven guys even, uh, with a commander and run around the board. And then, you know, not only have you got seven Blasgun shots, you can also use first rank fire, second rank fire, which gives you a, another seven or whatever you roll. Um, to get um, how many shots you get out of um, But then you also have the addition of having a bolter, a heavy bolter, or a las cannon, or a las gun, no, or a cannon, um, or a missile launcher, which, you know, if, if you're going up against a vehicle-heavy army and you don't really have um, a Lehman Rust that can take out um, the vehicles from far away you know you can run up to them pop a uh, a missile at them the other one that you can go into which um if you're playing smaller game personally i i feel they're definitely good for the point buff these are veteran squads now veteran squads are exactly the same as infantry squads um but they are just a bit tougher hmm. the objective you can roll your tank up to it and it will take that objective so you still got to score the points for it but if you're if it's a can What's it called when you um? Oh, what's it called? If you're fighting over an objective, say, and there's your unit on it and another unit on it, if one of those units is a troop choice, they will objective secure that objective, so it will be theirs. If it's yeah, a troop so it choice, is, so they basically favour some troop choices with you. Very good. Know, I take I take three, four. I take four units of chaos base marines in my armies normally. That's yeah, I take so two, other two other units that kind of give good buffs to um, other units. So you know you've got your um, commanders and commissars with your troop units, whether you go infantry or now that's what the guys were called. The guys who you can stick a lot of guardsmen on the table are called conscripts. There um, you go. Yes, these, conscripts. These are yes. very very new. Guardsmen who have basically just been dropped from Cadia when Cadia was alive. Yeah, these are basically um, just like fresh out of training. We didn't yeah. have time to army you up. Get out there, you you sausages. You maggots. You maggots. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, another unit that you can obviously take are the tanks, and for those you can have tank commanders or knight commander Pask. Yeah. Um, and then with your Ogrens and Bulgrens, it's very very good to take a Astropath. Um, now, my Ooh. personal astropath yeah. is converted from a... <laughs> a necromancer in it. from Yeah, a necromancer from Sigmar. From, from Sigmar. Um, and, I, you know, I mean, the astropath, the astropath that you can get from Games Workshop is just sort of... It looks good. And, I mean, if you're good at painting metal models, 
um, then it's it's good. But you know, you can probably get away with a conversion as long as um, whoever you're playing with is happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt that the Necromancer would fit my army a lot better. Um, so they're very good for Bulgrins because it sort of stops them running away. And um, you know, if you, if you want more information on this, all spec all specs tactics um, is pretty much my go-to YouTube channel for all of the guard stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, other heavy weapon ones, you've got your heavy weapon squads, which are the heavy weapons that you can take with infantry squads, but just a squad of their own. Um, I mean, as far as artillery goes, you've got basilisks, which I have personally took in my army, uh, which are very good at sitting at back and taking out anything because they 320 inch range <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> what are you on about um, you know you've got your lehman russes and all their variations oh. um you've oh. got the chimeras which are the infantry transport units yeah you've also got the temp uh, the toroxes which are from the scions aren't they scions um then you've got the Hydras, uh, which are very good for taking down Flyers. Do you know what? I don't see Hydras very much. I guess it's because Flyers no. aren't really used that much at I the mean, moment. No. I mean, I'll get into my personal army, well, what I perceive for my personal army in a bit. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the big, big, big boy tank is the um, Bane Blade. Now, this is dependent There's on where, whatever, variations of this whatever guy. variation you have. I mean, the other thing that you can have that are seeing a lot of tabletop play is the Hellhounds. Um, you know, yeah, they are actually. I yeah. was watching about a report because, a couple of weeks ago, and he had like three or four hellhounds yeah, on the board. Flamers, flamers automatically hit. Yeah, but I think I think I've pretty much sort of rounded the guard units very quickly. Better than the templates. Better than the templates. Yeah, if any of the who used to play uh, when we had templates, um, Jesus you know, give us give us a couple of uh, experiences remember, that you've had. Remember that game where we played Apocalypse, and that guy brought the Eldar Titan along. And we yes, were like, we fun. literally had like four units to our name in this thing. And he was like, ah, you see this? Yeah, oh, yeah, so see dead. this? Now I have this huge thing that covers up half the board, this template. Like 30, and it's like, like yeah, all those template. units, they're gone. It's like, well, oh, I just, oh, I was such an annoyance. Yeah, I mean, for any of you, you guys who play Apocalypse games, um, Which I, changed I personally... It's got its own rule book, Tom. It's got its yeah, own rule book now. I personally would love to build a Guardsman Titan. It would be very fun. <laughs> yeah, a Guardsman-themed Titan. <laughs> because be what, what, what happens with the Titans, and we'll get into another episode on dedicated to Titans and Imperial Knights and all of those things. Um, Hellhound. Hellhounds are my favourite at the moment. Yeah, I do the, love a Hellhound Titan. They do look the, really good. The Titans, I believe that the Guardsmen can be carried in their legs. Yeah, I believe so. I think their legs um, open and then they'll run out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it'd be, it'd be really fun to have a physical model of a Titan, um, but they're very, good. very expensive. Yeah. I need a Chaos Knight. That's do. what I'm looking for next. Chaos yeah, Knight. Yeah, I've had a look at teaming up my Guardsmen with Knights. Um, but yeah, so getting on to my personal army. So my Instagram is Kadia Undead underscore, uh, no, Kadia underscore Undead 40k. Uh, a very, very nice plug there. Um... <laughs> shameless, shameless plugging. Shameless plugging, totally not. We do totally not like we do it at the end of every episode, every single episode. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if anyone wants to check that out, uh, give me some sort of pointers on my painting. I mean, I've just finished as recording of this episode. I've just sort of posted an update on my basilisk. Um, so Perfect. yeah, my 
my sort what I sort of foresee my army is I've always played um a very well rounded army, but I've never thought about it. So as we've mentioned in previous episodes, all of my previous armies I have sold on eBay. Um, because either I haven't built them correctly or they just look shoddy paint jobs um, or I've messed about with colour schemes. So, I mean, I went through a phase of wanting all of my army to be sort of snow. Um, so I did, like, icicles on tanks and, you know, like, really big sort of um, almost using a dozer blade as a snow plough. Um, and, you know, that was fun. I sort of had a blue colour scheme, sort of like a light blue. Um, before that, I was just straight playing Cadian. Um, that was probably about sixth edition onwards. Um, but yeah, now so I'm playing Cadian and Dead, which uh, a bit of lore, obviously, because ninth ninth edition Cadia is dead. I sort of wanted these guys to be sort of the last survivors of Cadia and sort of be veterans and not <laughs> have the, any flesh. <laughs> part of the three million that survived out of yeah, the yeah, 850 yeah. million. I still can't get out of that number. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That so, um, so yeah, I mean. You know, uh, hopefully we'll get to do some tournaments and stuff, and you guys can find us at some tournaments. You know, oh, the world hopefully. Is, is a oh. lot better. Um, but I mean, as of as of right now, my my army, I sort of see having a well-rounded troop troop choice um, to get objectives, being backed up by three basilisks with tech priest engine seers, which are a part of the um, adeptus mechalicum. You um, can take them and make them insanely yeah. good. Um, and then I kind of want some um, Punisher Gatlin Cannon Lehman Russ um, to take out twenty shots a tank. People, um, you know, twenty and, shots uh, a tank. The thing is, what's mad about that is in ninth, right? You can shoot that into combat because it's not a blast weapon. So no, you can shoot no. twenty shots into a unit from just from just them getting engaged in combat. Obviously, they'll get a round of combat first, but yeah. So if they kill it in that combat, then fair play. They won't. You won't get to shoot it. But yeah, if, so if that uh, thing survives, yeah, or oh, <laughs> it's not going to yeah, be. So the other the other thing that I've been looking at, and I mean, I would really really like to do a Tempestus um, squad, um, but not squad army, um, because you can deep strike them. Now, being a guard player, the only thing I've really been able to deep strike. Uh, was sort of slime Marbo. like it wasn't a deep strike. Yeah, but you can kill money, you can money yeah. in the enemy's deployment zone um, behind. So the wall. what what my sort of thoughts are towards the Scion squads is I'm going to have ten man squads because you know a blob of Scions can do quite a lot of damage, deep striking behind enemy lines and uh, and sort of crush them. <laughs> You see, whether you that will whether on, that will work or not, I don't know. On the first really turn of them, on the first turn of them dropping out of either a Valkyrie or deep striking in, they hit on twos. Yeah, which is mad from hardshot lads guns because they yeah. get like and they get four shots each. I think so. Something something ridiculous. That makes me want to vomit. That is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a disgust. I mean, my Terminator. Yeah, the Terminators get about the same. Yeah. In half. The other, thing, the other thing you can do is I think you can use orders on them. Uh, I mean, I, I need that to makes sort it of ridiculous. Yeah, Jim. I need to. I need to sort of brush up on my on my rules. Um, but yeah, I, I I assume that you can use orders on them. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You, I would assume so. Yeah. They're guardsmen, sort of. Aren't they? They're just more. They're just more yeah. better guardsmen. So surely they take orders even better than normal guardsmen. Yeah. Um, you need to get that general model, mate. Yeah, that, yeah. that can go in the Cadian. If that can go in a Cadian regiment, that would look really good. Yeah. you can make him look so, yeah. dead as well. You could buy him a skull. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, if anyone wants to know what skills I'm using, I'm just using the Games Workshop skill pack um, and then using a bit of uh, green stuff or Vallejo. You've done it to uh, Kel or Krieg that you've done it to and put a head yeah, on. Yeah, so if, if you look at my Instagram, I've also converted Creed and Kel, which I was very, very worried to do because they're quite expensive. And if I fucked it up, it would have been a lot of money. Um, but I think I think they've come out very well considering. They've come out good. They've come out good. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much our sort of rounded off. Dummy's um, Guide to Imperial Guard. to the Imperial Guard. Um, if you want to find Jamie on Instagram, it is um, first amongst traitors. And yeah. if you haven't already caught on to the fact that I'm on uh, Instagram and what my name is, it's three Kadian. plugs. So three plugs, Tom. <laughs> I have to it's cut Kadian. it down next to zero. You won't be allowed to plug next episode. It's Cadian and Dead Forty K. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and any law that we did get wrong we're very sorry but, uh, we we should, I don't what... think we got any law wrong I think that was a pretty no. good one considering I mean the Necron one I think we may have angered the entire <laughs> Necron community into ex- out of existence they will never watch us again yeah. so we do apologise um, for offending you guys but yeah like you know we, we hope whatever model you're painting or wherever you're listening to us you're having an alright day and uh, yeah we'll see you on the next one we'll see you on the next one guys have a good one alright bye